0: Okay, well we're going to start a brand new series today called Unexpected Gifts. And uh, we're going to look at just some of the gifts that we get at this Christmas time. And I have a, a confession to make. I committed the cardinal sin for like any pastor today. I forgot my Bible. And uh, so I normally have like this little Bible. and I normally read from the uh, New Living Translation. And it was a translation I picked up at the beginning of the year. And I was always—I always used to read the King James, and that's the like the real hard one to understand. And then I picked up the New King James, which was still pretty hard to understand. Then uh, I used to read the New International Standard Version, a New American. New American Standard Version, I should say. And I really enjoyed that. But this year, I picked up the, the New Living Translation. And I've really enjoyed reading my Bible now. And not like I didn't enjoy it before. I did. But but it was, it was really good. So uh, But I forgot it today. So I've got, like, my old preacher's Bible. And look at the size of this thing. I mean, this is, like, huge. And look at the words in there. They're, like, people for, like who can't see. So, uh, uh, like, I have bad eyes. I should wear glasses. And I don't. So uh, that helps me. So... Some of the words that will be on the screen may be a little different to what I read today, so I apologize for that. Anyway, so anyway, this time of year, we got to the time of year where we start exchanging gifts. And throughout the next 20 days or so, there's going to be a lot of gifts that are going to be exchanged. A lot of parents are going to spend a lot of money on their kids, and they're going to go out, and uh, I think it was Black Friday, around Toys of Us, uh, like 2 in the morning, it was wrapped right around Barnes & Noble, if you know where that is. I mean, it's crazy, just parents getting gifts for their, their children. and But Christmas morning, the kids are going to wake up, and they're going to love the gifts that they're going to open. And uh, But there's also people who have fallen in love in the last you know, couple of months, and uh, they've decided that they're going to spend an insane amount of money on the person that they think they love and uh, they hope to marry or something. Uh, there's uh, lots of uh, grandmas and granddads and aunts and uncles, nephews and nieces, cousins, who probably never see each other. But once a year, they get a parcel through the mail, and it's a gift. And then you get the workers and your friends and your co-workers, and you play games of Secret Santa or White Elephant Gifts or China, what, a Chinese Exchange or something like that. And, uh, you, you know, you exchange all these different gifts around Christmas. But what happens when suddenly the day comes and somebody gets you a gift and you didn't expect the gift? Maybe it's a friend who says, here's your Christmas gift, and suddenly you think, oh no, I didn't get him a gift in return. How many of that has happened to you? Someone's got you a gift and you haven't got one in return. Well, the feelings, firstly you kind of feel embarrassed, then you feel like, oh no, and then you feel bad that you didn't get him a gift, then you think, is this going to ruin our friendship, and then you think, I must remember this next year to get them a, a, a gift. Well, what I want you to do just very quickly before we get into what the Bible says I want to give you a very quick guide into what to do when someone gives you an unexpected gift. And uh, so this is what you do. What happens when a friend gets you an unexpected gift? So you don't just get, you know, Bible stuff here. You get, like, real practical stuff to help you with life. No, I'm kidding. And, uh, but what happens when a friend gets you to be a gift? Well, I got this off, uh, I forget the website now. It's a pretty funny website. But uh, so this isn't me saying this. But what happens when a friend gets you an unexpected gift? Well, you can be pretty honest with a friend, and after graciously telling her and thanking her for the present, or him for the present, apologize and be direct and say, I haven't got anything. Don't say, oh, I forgot your present, and, uh, and then hopefully next time you see them, you get it. Just be honest and tell them you haven't got them anything. Say you're sorry, and then have them over for dinner, cook their best meal and uh, give them chocolates and whatever. Bring them over and uh, just say that you're sorry, and hopefully the time that you spend together will be way better than a gift. I'm like, yeah, right, I want the gift. I don't want the meal. And uh, so if you're my friend and I get you a gift, you do get me one back, get me a gift. No, I'm kidding. And, uh, okay, what happens when your family get you a gift? Well, it depends how close your family members are, uh, but it's always best to be honest and just say to them, I didn't think we were exchanging gifts this year. And, uh, and then send them a like, little note and say thank you. And, uh, uh, that, and, uh, and then send them some like, homemade cookies or some hot cocoa mix or something like that. And that should appease your, your family. And uh, anyway, if your family get upset, they'll get over it. They're blood. You know, they'll get over it. What happens when a co-worker gets you an unexpected gift? You know, that person at work who, you know, you've met for the last three months and they've suddenly become like your best friend and you didn't think you were exchanging gifts and they suddenly pull out like, and they spent like 50 bucks on you and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? Well, apologize to them first. Say that you were not prepared. Just say your life was busy or something. You totally forgot about gifts. And uh, then take them to lunch and then just write a little card saying what a procrastinator you are. And then the final one, what happens when your boss gets you a gift and uh, that's unexpected? Well, you don't need to do anything. If it's your boss, just say thanks and uh, just keep working. Just do a good job for them. So uh, don't worry about them. But you know, it's often in these unexpected gifts that we realize uh, our relationship with someone. We realize that sometimes our relationship is closer with someone than what we thought. Or our relationship with someone isn't as close as what we thought. And sometimes... In this season, which is supposed to be so joyful, an unexpected gift can either make a relationship or it can break a relationship. And I've had times where people have just got so mad because I haven't got them a gift, and suddenly my relationship isn't as good with them anymore. But other times, people have got me a gift and I didn't realize they liked me that much. I'm like, sweet, thanks. And, uh, but it's these times that, you know, that our relationships are either made stronger or made weaker. But what happens... And how do you react when suddenly God comes and says, here is an unexpected gift? A gift you never expected, a gift you may have never asked for, or a gift that just came out of the blue. What happens and how do you react? And that's what we're going to look at today. How do we react when God gives us unexpected gifts? And God does give us unexpected gifts. And there's times in our lives that He does. And so often when God gives us a gift, it's those unexpected gifts that turn out to be our best gift that we receive maybe this Christmas. You know, last year, I, uh, tomorrow will be one year of me uh, coming off staff at the church I was at before. And it was a hard period for me because... There's just been a lot of things that, that had, had taken place. But for the first time in my life, I was without a job. And I sat there. I went. I, I, we, we finished church on the Sunday. It was my last Sunday. And I sat there on Monday morning. and I thought, oh my, it's Christmas time and I don't have a job. And suddenly I started wondering and questioning. A lot of things had happened and good things and bad things as well. And I I sat there and I thought, wow. Am I really going to be able to make it this Christmas? And I started doubting. I started wondering. I started questioning God. And I thought, God, really, are you in this? Are you you going to leave me out hang and dry? Or are you going to do something and make things right in my life and bring this out for good? And for the first time in my life, I became so dependent on God that God just started doing some incredible things in my life. Within two weeks, I got a job, and I just thought it would just be a job when I started. I never thought it would be how great that job would be. job's been the biggest blessing of my life, and I thank God every day for the job that I got. But not only that, if I wasn't in that situation, this church would have never been born. This church would have never been birthed. It was out of those struggles of that time that I started seeking God and praying God. And then suddenly, this thing called Generation Church just started to come up. And we'd been thinking about it before. We'd been talking about it before. But it was that moment in probably the hardest time, the hardest Christmas I'd ever had, suddenly Generation Church was birthed and it was born. And you know, the whole Christmas story is centered around two unexpected gifts that came. And both of them were very different. One was a very good gift, one seemed like a very bad gift. And for so many, this Christmas time, there will be many couples around this world where the wife will say to the, to the husband, she'll say, i got a gift for you this Christmas, I'm pregnant. And for so many around this world, the words, I'm pregnant, will be the best gift Christmas gift that they could ever have and they could ever receive. But there will be some this Christmas time who will receive the words, I'm pregnant, and it will be like their life has suddenly torn apart and the bottom has dropped out of life. So we're going to look at two examples of somebody, of people being pregnant today. Same gift, two very different unexpected situations. And the first one, there was a couple called Zachariah and Elizabeth. And you can read their story, and we won't have time to read it today, but you can read it in Luke chapter 1, verses 5 to 25. And before there was ever a Mary and Joseph, you know, I mean, you go to the, Christmas, uh, the school Christmas plays, and there's always a Mary and Joseph. But before there was ever a Mary and Joseph, there was a couple called Zachariah and Elizabeth. Zachariah and Elizabeth, they were both from the same stock. They both were basically preacher's kids. They were ministers, children of, of, of priests and people who worked in the temple. They grew up going to, going to the temple. They grew up serving in the temple, helping the temple. And uh, they, 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 they lived very similar lives. So when they met each other, it was like a match made in heaven. And they got married. And they had a wonderful marriage ceremony. Then they got together and their lives was perfect. They devoted their lives to God. They started helping out in the temple. In fact, Zachariah even got a job in the temple. And he started becoming a priest himself. And Elizabeth was helping out. And she became a leader in the temple. And their life was perfect. Like I said, it was a match made in heaven. Except one thing. They couldn't have children. And Mary, I'm sorry, Elizabeth, since she was, she was a young girl. she had grown up playing with her little babies her little dolls, her little Barbies, hoping one day that she would become a mother. Then as she grew up, she would go to the mall with her high school friends and she would look around and she would stop by Baby Gap and she would say, oh, how cute those clothes are. And she would hope that one day that she would have a, a child that she could call her own and she could dress them in Baby Gap. And then each month she would hope that she would come And have that incredible news that she could give to Zachariah. And every month, she would be there hoping, hoping that she could give the news to Zachariah. But the great news never came. You see, Elizabeth was a woman who the Bible calls was barren. She couldn't have children. And she went through her life hoping for children. But then found that she could never have children. She would go off to the mall and she would watch the parents playing with, her chil- with their children. And she would think, why couldn't that be me? She would walk around with this emptiness and this void in her life, hoping that she would have the gift of children. But that gift never came. And then her husband, Zachariah, tried to be strong. And he would say to her, he would say, he would said, it's okay. You, you are all I need, Elizabeth. I don't need children. But inside there would be this, this void. There would be this emptiness. There would be this whole concept that he has failed his wife. Because the one thing he wanted to give his wife more than anything, he could not give her. Zachariah prayed. Every month he would pray and pray. And he would be, God, please let this be the month that the great news would come. But the news never came. And the months and the years passed, and Zachariah stopped praying. Elizabeth stopped hoping, and the realization came upon them that they would never have children. They started finding other things in life to do. They committed more of their time to the temple. They committed more of their time to their friends and their families, but yet this void and this emptiness within them never left. Until the moment that Elizabeth realized that she had got to the age where she could no longer have children. And then one day, Zechariah was in the temple. And he was there spreading the incense around. Everybody was outside. He was there praying to God. And then suddenly, in the midst of doing life, doing everything that they normally do, an angel appeared to Zechariah. And he said... Zachariah, your wife Elizabeth is going to have a baby. Zachariah looks at the angel and thinks, you've got to be kidding, right? I'm like, I've got a post-menopausal woman. She's not even having hot flushes anymore. I mean, she's like past it. And so the angel says, well, because of your unbelief, you're not going to be able to speak until the baby comes. I'm like, that's kind of you know, unfair, I think. I mean, if you don't have a baby for so many years and then suddenly you know, you hear someone say you're going to be pregnant... I wouldn't believe it. But what happened in the midst of them doing life? An unexpected gift came. A baby came. They were to call his name John. And John was, was 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 known as the greatest man up to that point who had ever lived. He was greater than Elijah. He was greater than Moses. He was the greatest man who had ever lived. And that Christmas. Before the very first Christmas, it was like a year before, Elizabeth and Zachariah received the greatest gift that they had ever prayed, wanted, desired. The gift of a child. And what I realized, I realized that when you pray, God never forgets that prayer. You may pray for something and that prayer may not be answered today. It may not be answered tomorrow. It may not be answered next week. It may not be answered in 10, 20, 30 years. But God will never forget that prayer. I believe that prayers are eternal. And when you offer prayers up to God, God does not forget those prayers. I also believe that it is out of barrenness that God often births the greatest gifts. And You may not be barren. But you may be lacking in other areas of your life. You may have things going on in your life that you have tried and tried and tried, but you failed and failed and failed. But when you start to look to God, I believe there will be a day that God brings that failure and that barrenness and He will produce the greatest gift your life could ever produce. For Elizabeth and Zachariah, it was John the Baptist. For you, it may be something else. The greatest gift that Christmas was the gift of a child. On the other side of town, six months down the road, there was another situation. There was a couple called Mary and Joseph who were not married. They were engaged to be married. And an angel appeared again. And the, first, the angel appeared to Zachariah, his name was Gabriel. And then Mary was just going about her business one day and Gabriel appeared to her again. And he says, you're going to have a baby. So if you go home and you see the angel Gabriel, go and set up a nursery or something. Because he obviously brings, you know, the news that you're going to have a baby. But he comes to Mary and he says, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And this baby is going to be someone who's going to save the nations. Mary was just going about her everyday life. We're not sure how old Mary was. We believe she was probably between the ages of 13 and 16, that's it. Someone who was between middle and high school. And Mary, she had grown up. She had also played with her Barbies as well. She had gone to the mall with her friends. But she had a different dream. She dreamed that one day that she would find a man who would make her happy. It would be a man that she would be able to love, and he would love her. And then they would get together, and they would play happy families, and they would have a family, and then they would grow old together, and he would be by her side all this time. But suddenly, in the midst of just doing life and doing everyday life, an unexpected gift came, the gift of a child, but this time the circumstance was totally different. You see, one of the couples was barren. And we know from history, this couple, Mary and Joseph, were not. One of the couples were old. This one was young. One of the couples were married. These were certainly not married. One of the couples had had many nights of relations. This one had not even had one night of intimacy. And so you see a man named Joseph. Joseph. He heard the words from Mary, I'm pregnant. And for Zachariah, it was the greatest gift that he could receive. For Joseph, it was a moment when his life came crashing down. The Bible tells us, and I'll I'll read it to you, in Matthew chapter 1 and verses 18 to 25, it says this. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph or engaged to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly and basically call off the engagement. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child who has been conceived in her Is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call His name Jesus. He will save His people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord, the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call His name name Emmanuel, which basically means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife but kept her a virgin until she, became, until she gave birth to a son, and they called his name Jesus. Could you imagine Joseph at this time? He knows that he has not been intimate with his wife, with, with, with his fiance, And she comes to him and she says, I'm pregnant. Imagine the thoughts that went through Joseph's mind. Joseph's thought was, how could she treat me like this? How could she betray our trust? What happened in our relationship that brought us to this point that she went off with another man? How could I ever look at this child as my own because I know it's another man's? How could I ever trust this woman again? Joseph's probably thinking, why should I have to do the right thing? Why can't I just kick her to the curb? Because she totally destroyed our trust. I'm thankful that an angel came and spoke with Joseph. And told Joseph all what had happened. Because Joseph was on the point of calling the relationship off. Calling the wedding off. Because the gift of a child to Joseph was the last thing that he wanted in his life. An unexpected gift that came and destroyed his life. And overnight they'd gone from happy couple to dysfunctional couple with plenty of issues. However, I believe it's out of those unexpected gifts of pain that the gift of life is often given. Joseph's biggest hell was the birth of the morning star of heaven. And sometimes in your life, out of your worst situation, out of your worst circumstances, out of your biggest hell, can come the greatest gift of life that you can have. And for Joseph, the worst part of his life up to that point was the birth of the very One who would give life to it all for eternity. You see, unexpected gifts come in different packages. They don't look like gifts. They may look like pain. They may look like years of prayer and hardship. They may look like Things of doubting and wondering and worrying. Asking God, why? Why not me? Oh God, why me? Why did I deserve this? But yet it's those gifts that often bring us to a place where we find life in Jesus Christ. And for Joseph, he was a man whose life had been turned upside down. But yet through this one moment... He became a great historical figure, and somebody who will go down in eternity as being the one who stayed by Mary. And through staying by Mary, they gave birth to a beautiful son who would change the world and change nations. And this Christmas, you may be you may be confronted with an unexpected gift. Maybe it's a gift you've dreamed about for years. And you've totally forgotten, and God's going to surprise you. Or maybe it's a gift of a nightmare. However, all I know is that when God gives gifts, God gives gifts for your good, and not for your bad. In fact, I even know, even if God doesn't give a gift to you, and and it's just something that happens, God will work things out for your good. And in Romans eight twenty eight, 28, we, we see that the Bible says, and we know that God causes everything, not just some things, but everything to work together for your good, for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. God wants to work everything for your good. And in the midst of that moment, it may not seem good, but God will work it out for your good. You see, Joseph didn't realize this at the time. And it took an intervention of an angel to come and speak with him before he realized that the worst nightmare will actually work out for his good. But Mary had a totally different perspective. You see, Mary realized, even though this was a tough situation, it was a disgraceful situation. And if the community realized that this young girl was pregnant, who knows what would happen. But Mary didn't look at it like that. She realized that she was blessed. And in Luke chapter 1 and verse 48, she says this. She says this is a prayer to God. She goes, for you took notice of this lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. You see, Mary had a totally different perspective. And when God gives gifts, God gives gifts to bless us, to help us, to work us through and for our good. And Mary realized this. And the reason Mary realized this is because in the midst of the unexpected, she knew that you can expect that God will be right beside you, holding you, keeping you, and working through you. Before we finish today, I want you to watch this quick video.
1: Imagine if you will, a gift. I'd like for you to picture it in your mind. It's not too big, about the size of a golf ball. So envision what it looks like all wrapped up. Before I show you what's inside, I will tell you it's going to do incredible things for you. It will bring all of your family together. You will feel loved and appreciated like never before and reconnect with friends and acquaintances you haven't heard from in years. Adoration and admiration will overwhelm you. It will recalibrate what's most important in your life. It will redefine your sense of spirituality and faith. You'll have a new understanding and trust in your body. You'll have unsurpassed vitality and energy. You'll expand your vocabulary, meet new people, and you'll have a healthier lifestyle. And get this. You'll have an eight-week vacation of doing absolutely nothing. You'll eat countless gourmet meals. Flowers will arrive by the truckload. People will say to you, you look great. Have you had any work done? And you'll have a lifetime supply of good drugs. You'll be challenged, inspired, motivated, and humbled. Your life will have new meaning. Peace, health, serenity, happiness, nirvana. The price, $55,000. And that's an incredible deal. By now, I know you're dying to know what it is and where you can get one. Does Amazon carry it? Does it have the Apple logo on it? Is there a waiting list? Not likely. This gift came to me about five months ago and looked more like this when it was all wrapped up. Not quite so pretty. And this. And then this. It was a rare gem. A brain tumor. Hemangioblastoma. The gift that keeps on giving. And while I'm okay now, I wouldn't wish this gift for you. I'm not sure you'd want it but I wouldn't change my experience. It profoundly altered my life in ways I didn't expect, in all the ways I just shared with you. So the next time you're faced with something that's unexpected, unwanted, and uncertain, consider that it just may be a gift. I'm going to say.
0: This Christmas you may receive a gift maybe a good gift it may seem like a bad gift like stacy's gift but no matter what gift it may be if it's a gift from god it'll be a gift for your good and it'll bring you to a place of understanding a place where you can receive life and hope and in the midst of some of those gifts we realize that life It's just tough. Life sometimes is hard. Sometimes life is joyful. Sometimes life is full of celebration. But no matter what season in life you may be this Christmas time, know that God gives gifts. And when God gives a gift, it's a gift for your good. And it may be a gift that you may have to wait many years to receive. It may be a gift that you received this Christmas that you did not want. Still, it's a gift for your good. Let's pray. God, we thank you this morning that you are what we call the author of life. And at times, God, life just hits us. Sometimes it's for our good, but sometimes it seems to be bad. But this morning, God, we realize that we serve An awesome creator who does things for our good. Lord, and we thank you today that Mary and Joseph, even through the dysfunction, even through the disgrace, we realize that life was born. And because that life was born through them, life is born through us. God, we realize today that there's times that we can pray and pray and we can ask and ask and hope and hope for years upon years like Elizabeth and Zachariah and we don't see anything. But we realize today and we thank You that our prayers do not go unheard. You hear every prayer. And so today I ask, God, for every one of us here that we will recognize that what comes in our life, whether good or bad, is ultimately used for our good. And when we trust in You, and we believe in You, we know that it is for our good. So we thank You for that today. Amen.